On today's episode, we talk about the non-toxic movement and how sometimes it can become toxic because it creates so much stress, guilt, and shame for individuals. So we want to dive in today and discuss what are some of the most important things when it comes to working towards more of a non-toxic or less toxic lifestyle. And just remind you to give yourself some grace. None of us are going to be perfect with this, but we are proud of you if you are making steps in the right direction. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is Happy Monday Monday, it is Monday the 27th I'm going to Miami this weekend Oh yeah I'm excited So excited I'm also having all of the mom guilt for leaving my babies I hope that Taylor does not destroy our house and our family. <laughs> she's great. She is. She's She's got such a little personality and it's so funny. Yesterday I actually went to Nick's. So Nick joined a CrossFit gym by us, which mm-hmm. he's loving and I'm so happy for him. Um, and I joined just to have the open gym access because they actually have like a key fob um, that you have 24 seven access to cool. and they let people come in work out whenever, even if class is going on. So, um, I have ended my time with a Sporta and <laughs> darn <laughs> and no longer have to deal with that. Um, but the people watching is I know so the people good. watching so good and I've really actually not minded it. Um, I'm just really excited to kind of get back into my element, which is a CrossFit gym. And yeah, so I went to go sign up yesterday um, and Nick was coming to go work out and I brought the kids cause I picked them up from daycare and ran over there just to like get the membership going so I could go on Wednesday and uh Taylor, every time I put Taylor down, she'd just book it towards the room that had a class going on and the people working out and I would have to run after her and grab her. And when she doesn't want me to do that, she just goes limp and just falls on the ground. And then I have to like drag her on the ground and she thinks it's hilarious. And she did it no less than 15 times in like the 10 minutes that I was there. And I was like, oh my God, you're exhausting. Well, what about Saturday night? Oh (laughs) yeah. Saturday night I texted Liz and Danny, our other practitioner, because I was having... An emotional moment at Chick-fil-A. Taylor did not take a long enough nap. She took like an hour and a half nap. Normally she's like two to three hours. Mm. And we went to a little play place for them. And then we, I took them to Chick-fil-A for dinner because Nick was out golfing with some friends. Um, and Taylor had like a full-blown meltdown at Chick-fil-A. She was screaming, putting her head in her hands, arching her back. She threw the mac and cheese on the floor. I had to go get another mac and cheese for probably about like three to five minutes straight. It felt like 30 minutes straight because it felt like it went on for eternity. She was just screaming and people were staring and I couldn't get her to stop. I like picked her up and she didn't want to be picked up. She was arching her back, trying to like slide down onto the floor and nothing helped. And then eventually she stopped and then I gave her an apple juice and she drank all of that. And then she was laughing and she just like is very manipulative as an 18 month old. (laughs) So I texted Liz and I was like, I definitely just stress ate some of Carson's French fries and had a Diet Coke because I'm just because we're on this cleanse right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally, like, I wouldn't really care. But um, I was like, I just you guys, it was a lot. It was a lot of emotions at once. And I told Carson, I was like, we might need to leave. And he's like, I just want to finish eating my dinner and go in the play place. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking, because I was like, man, you're brave. But I was like, oh, she must have done it because the play place there. Yeah, Carson likes playing in the play place afterwards. And he likes running around in there. And Taylor will go in there, too. Um, but the poor girl was just so tired. And it was just a bad decision all around to take them. And then she was like, trying to stand up in the high chair. And Chick-fil-A's high chairs roll. 
And so she like almost fell out of the high chair. I had to catch her. She's just. She's all over the place. She girl. is. She is our stitch. We call her stitch. So. Oh it's, my goodness. She, she tests me. That second child, man. They, they are something different. Mm. So it's, you know, it's so much fun. Oh um, but goodness. yeah, so Nick is concerned, but she's been warming up to Nick lately. So we've been having a better time. She'll go to him. He's put her to bed a couple times. Even if she screams the whole time, eventually she'll fall asleep on him. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be interesting. Because what I'm do you say? Like you, you just you got to do it. Yeah, like, I can't listen. I'm typically the person that gets us all ready in the morning. I am the one that wakes both the kids up. I get them ready and get going. Nick will help here and there, but like I'm the one that kind of does all that. So I'm, you know. He will do it. He's done it before. He's a good dad. I'm yeah. not saying he's a bad dad. He's an amazing dad. Yeah. Um, I just default as like the person that takes care of them. Yeah. So. Well, I think your schedules too. Oh, of, for sure. Yeah. Our schedule. He's, I mean, he works an hour away. So he has a typical, you know, nine to five. And so he's gone from 745 until 615. Yeah. So. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm going to Miami by myself. Um, be, for so a fun. conference. I'm so excited. Um, the conference has Shaquille O'Neal is speaking. Um, Dr. Phil, Phil Heath is a big, uh, he was Mr. Olympia multiple times. Um, Dr. Pampa is a big person in the fasting world. So it's called the Hybrid Health Summit. I'm very excited. Yep. So it'll yeah. be fun. I'm yeah. in the city with my hubby this weekend. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, we're excited. We're just going down Friday. We'll probably shop. We're going to see. Oh, I'm totally blanking on it. Um, Book of Mormon. Yes. And I'm very excited for that. So we just were trying to figure out where we're going to go to dinner. We were looking at like the signature room on 95th because mm-hmm. I want to see the like the views. Yeah. But we're also going to be in the city. So we don't want to. Bavette's is really uh-huh. good. Yeah. So good. Um, Girl in the Goat, but normally you can't get reservations for that. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, Bavette's is one of my favorite. They have amazing food. Yeah. So we're going to look and see. We're staying right on Michigan Avenue. So we're, my hope is we'll shop a little bit. He'll probably be like, I don't want to shop that much. But um, yeah, that. And then so we'll have dinner. We're going to go see the show. And then Saturday morning, our plan, I think, is to go to Italy. Have you ever been to Italy? Love Italy. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited for that. So um, it'll be nice. And then head back home Saturday sometime. Yeah. And get the little one from grandma. So she's going to take him to soccer that morning. So, it'll yeah, fun. but it'll be fun. Nice little getaway because we haven't decided where we're going for anniversary yet. But I hope that we decide that very soon. We're just waiting for the IRS and the government to see how much more money they want to mm-hmm. steal from us. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, anyways. Speaking of the government. And toxicity. <laughs> we wanted to address just, well, w- this was kind of spawned by a post that someone that we really love posted mm-hmm. about the crunchy culture. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the crunchy culture is, crunchy is kind of a, a catch term that has been used around like the very holistic, natural, non-toxic living culture um, and how it can get really disordered. I would say that it, the non, and that's why we titled it today, like has the non-toxic movement become toxic? Mm-hmm. I think it can become toxic because Absolutely. you fear monger people into thinking they're going to die, they're going to get cancer. You know, if you keep doing this for the next 10 years, you're going to end up with breast cancer or lymphoma or whatever. And um, listen, like we are all about helping you live a less toxic lifestyle. 
But if you're looking at some people and you're following or you're doing a little research and you're kind of diving into some things, you know, for your own education, I'm sure many of you listening have felt overwhelmed at times. I know that I have felt overwhelmed at times. I even had people like say things about, you know, like hair coloring and the nails and. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Starbucks. I got some non-negotiables. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we all do. Like, I'm not willing to smell horrible for a natural deodorant. I'm just not. I'm I'm sorry. I live in a civilized country that I have to be around people and I refuse to smell like ass. And <laughs> I, a lot of the natural deodorants just don't work when I'm working out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just posted about this and I have had a couple recommendations. I'm going to try two new products. Um, two of our clients sent me that like, if you haven't tried this one, it works when you're working out. We'll see. You know, I don't have a bad oniony like BO smell or anything like that. Listen, like we both go to gyms and we sweat and I'm around other people and I'm sorry, but in my mind, I definitely judge other people when I can smell them across Mm -hmm. the room. It's not pleasant. There was a person this morning in hot yoga that was smelling, made me want to throw up. We're in, we're in a hot room. It was very extreme heat today. I already (laughs) felt a little dizzy from the cleanse. (laughs) And I was like, (sighs) I just, no, I just can't do that. So, you know, I, I did, I posted that. I'm like, I'm going to be totally transparent. Like we'll, we'll see. I, I'm continuing to try some other ones, but in the meantime, man, my degree has just always been faithful. Listen, there's something I love having my nails done. I realize that it is toxic, mm-hmm. but I'm doing a lot of other things mm-hmm. that are working towards reducing that toxicity level. And this is where it can kind of get disordered. And I think this can happen with and it has happened to me in the past, absolutely, with food too, where yeah. you will not, you will not go out to eat. You will, you bring your food everywhere you go. You deal with, you know, the fear of all of these things that I can't have that. I can't have that. It's gonna, I'll, I'll gain, I'll gain weight immediately. All like I was that person, absolutely. Babe, we can hear your video. okay uh keep going and so i think that is another piece of this aside from like it's technically called orthorexia where you become so obsessed with being healthy that you basically you're terrified of anything that's like processed going out to eat anything like that and you basically can't live your life you you become the shell of a person that judges other people that is unwilling to waver in any way, shape or form. And it just becomes really disordered. And I've been there. Absolutely. I brought my own food to Christmas. I've, you know, I I have avoided going out to eat. I used to have like anxiety packs and anxiety attacks. If Nick would be like, why don't we just go out to dinner tonight? I'd be like, I can't, I haven't planned for that. I haven't put it in my, my fitness pal. I haven't tracked Matt. Like it would be really bad. And I like to believe that over the past, you know, five to seven years, there's been a very good evolution of finding balance. And I think balance also looks different in very different phases. Like if you're in a healing phase, I think there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place if you are very dysfunctional physiologically and you're symptomatic and you don't feel well, you may need to go through a period where you are all all hands on deck, like mm-hmm. getting as much out of your life as possible in terms of toxicity, really honing in on food, all of those things. But you're supposed to be able to come out of that. Yeah. The body has the ability to heal itself if it's put in the right environment. And so what we're talking about today is like, you know, we do totally believe that you should 
focus on finding a less toxic way of living, right? Making these changes. And we've shared this before in other podcasts, and we can kind of talk about some of the things that we love today, things that we found that worked for us. But I remember when I started to research and learn a little bit more about all the toxins and the endocrine disruptors and all of these things, I looked around my house and I was like, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Like, because I've been conditioned my whole life. First of all, I'm just going to say, this is another non-negotiable of mine right now. I love my house to smell good. Like, mm-hmm. I love the Bath and Body Works wallflowers. I also used to be a store manager for them, so maybe I'm a little biased. Um, I have worked to find some other all-natural, like, candles and things. One, I'm just going to say, it's not the same. And two, the prices for the all-natural candles really is expensive. crazy. Yep. So for now, there's so many other things that I've done in my life, things that I've swapped out that I'm just going to use up my Bath and Body Works candles that I have already purchased years ago on the $10 three-wick candle sale. <laughs> if you guys know, you know. Um, so I'm apparently I'm a toxic person for that. Then I started to look at my bath products. I started to look at my laundry. I started to look at the house cleaning products. You know, I started to look at all these things and I was like, I don't even know where to begin. And so... I felt really overwhelmed and I think a lot of people feel really overwhelmed. And when we feel overwhelmed, we typically shy away from starting to make changes. And so what we would advise you guys to do is, and we've said this before, I want you just to make changes as you're running out of things in all categories. But if you were looking for a place to start, start with what you use most. So I started with my skincare, my hair care, meh. I didn't wash my hair every day. I probably wash it like twice a week. So my skincare was something that, yeah, I wanted to swap that out first. And that was pretty easy. You get rid of your makeup pretty quickly, right? You go through that within a few weeks or whatnot. So you could start there. Then as you're running out of things for, let's say, like your cleaning products, you can start to look for some other natural cleaning products. But I just want to drive home today. The point is you can get so overwhelmed and that can create so much stress that that in of itself is toxic. And like Becca was saying before, you know, with the orthorexia and feeling like I cannot go out to eat and I can't enjoy my vacations because I'm so worried and so afraid of what's going to be, you know, in something, that's not a way to live. And I think it's important to think about this in the aspect of what is going to make you feel good. We went out to eat this past weekend after Marcus's soccer practice, and it was like a family-owned restaurant known for their pizza. First and foremost, we're on the cleanse, so I wasn't going to do the pizza. But second of all, pizza just doesn't make me feel good. I love it, guys. Like It's delicious, but it just doesn't make me feel good. I like making it home, and I can tolerate that fine, and it's all good. I knew no matter what, even if it wasn't 75 hard or the cleanse, if I ate pizza there, I would leave feeling bloated and tired. There's just certain things that make me feel that way. And so I choose, actively choose, and consciously choose not to have those things. On the flip side of that, if I were to be at a restaurant where, for example, it's tacos or sushi or something that I do tolerate and I really enjoy, am I going to shy away from that experience and that connection because I'm worried about the shells not being organic or the the beef not being grass fed. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And that's ultimately what we wanted to kind of bring forth today. Cause I think that there is also this really unfortunate environment on social media today that you do not get 
likes or attention or much of anything unless you're saying something relatively extreme. And like once you grow a platform and a following, I think you can kind of ease back on that. But for most people that are trying to like get their voice heard or get new followers or whatever it might be, it has to become pretty polarizing. And so people are out there saying things like, if you are drinking non-filtered water, you're going to get cancer. Or if you are eating gluten, you're going to develop horrible digestive symptoms. Or you, you can't eat dairy. It's got all of these hormones and antibiotics in it and all of this stuff. And like, I think unfortunately, those people that truly believe that stuff have become very lost. Um, and when you get to a place where you are now I don't eat VODMAPs, I don't eat gluten, I don't eat dairy, I don't eat whatever. Like You're probably malnourished mm -hmm. because you are now avoiding so many foods thinking that that is the epitome of health when in reality you are probably just as unhealthy because you're not giving your body the things that it needs. Yeah. Well, you bring up a great point here. We just had this conversation on Office Hours a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. about all of the confusion out there in the interweb of, well, I read this article and it basically demonized all form of dairy, whether it's, you know, raw or pasteurized, organic, whatever. I read this article and it says all forms of fat are horrible. And then I read this article and it says I should only do keto. And, you know, it's like the carnivore diet or the, you know, all the things that are out there. Intermittent fasting, it's like really good for you. And then, oh no, it's horrible for you. It's when we, I think this is where I want you all to put on your critical thinking caps. When you read information, run it through that critical thinking filter in your brain to say, does this make sense? Is this something I can do and sustain? Because I think that's a big thing when it comes to like the non-toxic living, right? Yes. You could absolutely go a little crazy. And I've again, shared this before about my childhood where my mom would be on her kicks of, all anti-inflammatory, we're shopping at the Whole Foods store, right? And eating flaxseed cookies. And then the next week we're back at Aldi's. You know, and listen, I love, loved my mama to death, uh, but the nutritional aspect was not her strength. And so, you know, I can speak to this in an aspect of like, I know what it's like also to be a child in an environment like that where it was very confusing at times. And then you are almost just kind of like rebelling against it. Well, like, I just want to be a kid and eat my Taco Bell, okay? <laughs> you know, and my toaster strudels. But if we can go at this in a way that is informative, it's empowering, it's, you know, inspiring people to just start to make changes in their day-to-day -day life instead of making them feel like a horrible person, they're a toxic person. If you aren't, you know, 100% in all of your products and your food, organic, non-toxic, we're going to get much farther because you are going to, and I think this is just like religion, you are going to push people away from becoming anything that you're doing right now to take steps in the right direction of, you know, swapping things out. Like for example, your plastic containers and you got glass containers or, um, you know, your shampoo ran out and now you've bought, um, you know, a, a non-toxic shampoo. Those are all steps in the right direction. And that's what we want for people. They're easy to do. They're attainable. It's not going to break the bank. And at the same time, you can feel human. You can feel like somebody who can be a normal human being and stop at Starbucks if you enjoy a Starbucks every now and then. 
even from a wine or alcohol perspective, like the research tells us no amount of it is good for us. But if you go on vacation and you want to have a couple glasses of wine, I don't think that you should feel like, oh my God, I'm going to die tomorrow and you're the worst person in the entire world for enjoying a glass of wine or two, you know? So share this with somebody who needs to hear this. Maybe you have a friend who has maybe gone through a phase where they've just totally gone off the walls with throwing everything out and buying all new things and they found it's not sustainable for them. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some grace in this category because I really think no matter what you do in any situation, whether it's an exercise routine, it's a dietary change that you're making or just another habit you're trying to instill, you need to think about sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think the other thing too here is we need to understand it can go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Like being aware of, okay, maybe I've started to let too much stuff creep in that, you know, is not great for me because I've tried. And I, this is, I think, where experience from my situation has helped me speak on this. I've gone both directions. I have been the absolute epitome of orthorexia that I judged people that ate gluten or drank. I judged people that couldn't keep their diet together. Like I was a psychopath. And I've also, when healing from that journey, went the other direction and was like, you know what? I just need to enjoy life. I need to go and have drinks when I want. I need to eat what I want. And I still ate relatively healthy, but I realized I wasn't happy there either. And I had to find a middle ground that was... I enjoy feeling good and to feel good, I need to give my body good. Um, But I also cannot not live my life and never have a bite of my kid's ice cream when we go get it or never let them see me, you know, eating something that isn't a vegetable or, you know, a fruit or what, like I need to be able to have that balance. And I think that using your past as an evaluation of what you felt happiest and best doing is helpful to start at. Like think about where you've been in your past. Has it always been? I've been including far too many not so great things for my body. Has it always been? I'm obsessive about all of the health things and it kind of impairs my ability to live my life. Like where have you been most of the time and try slowly dabbling in the other side a little bit. Give yourself a little bit grace if it's, you know, I'm on that super, super crazy health person. I can never take a day off of exercise. I can never, you know, go out to eat. I can't, I, I have to meal prep every single thing I have. I have to weigh and measure all my food. I Like if you're there, you might need to take a couple days off of exercise. You might need to take a break from my fitness pal. You might need to take a break from the food scale and start listening to your body a little bit more. And if you're the other direction of, I really struggle to get my shit together. Because I'm letting my emotions drive all of my choices and my decisions. Then you may need to be someone that starts to dabble a little bit more in, maybe I do start removing some things. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the toxicity factor, you know, maybe that starts with the very simple, like some of my plastic Tupperware ain't looking so great. Maybe I swap it out for some glass Tupperware, you know? Maybe I heated the chili in it one too many times, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, by the way, if you guys do have plastic containers, it's totally fine for cold things. Yeah, I put cold stuff in our plastic containers. Yeah, I just don't want to warm things up. You know, and then I think the last thing to touch on here is the toxicity of 
social media in some aspects, right? If you're waking up and the first thing that you're doing is going on social media and you're looking at other people's lives and you're comparing yourself to them and then you're feeling guilt or shame or jealousy, right? Start to unfollow people. If there are people who are making you feel bad about things, start to unfollow them. And if there's something maybe that triggers you, you know, like I had a a series on alcohol and the gut this past week. And, um, surprisingly after a couple of days here, it's been like 17,000 views of one of them. I've only had one person comment that they think that one glass of wine is, you know, every night for them is fine and whatever, and that I should quantify blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, if that's triggering for her, she's also just told me that she drinks every single night, mm-hmm. right? So maybe, you know, if if I'm speaking to the person who's getting triggered by something in that aspect, then think about it. Let it sit with you. Like, why did that trigger me? Maybe she's thought and contemplated herself like, oh, I maybe shouldn't drink every single night, right? No matter what the volume is here. Um, so there could be things that are kind of triggering you. Think about those things. Again, put on that um, <laughs> that hat of critical thinking and if there are things that just don't serve you and are causing you more stress, stop following those people. That's the beautiful thing about social media is there's unfollow buttons. And then also the other beautiful piece is that it does allow us to connect with people all over the world. So, you know, we do love social media. I love talking with followers and listeners of the podcast. And it's so nice to meet people then when we get on Zoom calls, you know, with them for calls about, you know, our program and what we do. But even when we're working through gut healing protocols with people, we're working on changing a lot regarding their nutrition and their dietary intake, because that's what matters most. We can get into all the other toxic products, you know, down the line, if that's necessary for the person, but it's too much at once for people to think I've got to overhaul my entire life. And I want to touch on the kids too, because one of our podcast listeners did send in a request and asked about this in terms of, you know, cutting out dyes in her kid's food, but she's struggling to cut out seed oils. Seed oils are in everything, especially for the kiddos. I have Thrive Market. I buy a lot of snacks from there, but even some of them have seed oils. So she's saying she has three daughters and one of them's very picky. So it's already kind of a struggle. Mama, give yourself some grace. Right. Um, that's what I would say here. You're doing a good job getting out as many things that you can, at the end of the day, there's probably going to be an exposure to these things in some way, shape, or form. Because yes, even in some of the healthier options from Thrive Market or some of these really good companies, they do still have some uh, you know, seed oils in there. But I think it's about exposure and it's also about just understanding all of the good that you are doing for yourself you know, and for your kids. So if this resonated with you, please help us help others and reach others around the world. Rate, review, subscribe, share the show uh, with a friend. Tag us on Instagram if you share it on social media. And we're so thankful for you guys listening to us and allowing us to enter into your homes via your headphones or your car, wherever you listen. We're so honored uh, that you are listening to this podcast. We hope that you guys have a fantastic day. Remember to give yourself some grace today.